episode 189. Thank you all for listening to episode 188. Wrong door, Jake. I am not a shark. I am Marcus Wellington the fourth here with my co-host. Raw Space Jake. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I can't beat that. That's good. I, I can't. I can't beat that today. Um, just just bear today. Just little old bear. Bear, Marcus Wellington the fourth, and crawl space, Jake. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yes, thank you, Jake, for going into my crawl space and uh, finding some issues. Uh, we'll get that taken care of, of course. So thank you to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Oh, gosh. So we had uh, quite a few things happen in this past week. A lot of different things going on. Jake, I see that you put in some stuff about the protests and uh, the murder of George Floyd. Of course, we, we covered that. Uh, since then, the you know we know the four officers are under arrest, the ones being charged for second degree, uh, and the, third other, the three others are being charged that were there as accomplices and didn't do anything about it. We know in Buffalo, there were some issues uh, with a man that got pushed over, 75-year-old man. We won't even get into what Trump tried to say about it. But uh, essentially, this guy was bleeding out his ear. Another cop tried to help him. The other one pulled him away. The two guys got, uh, I believe, fired, right? And then 57 of them quit? Well, I think they got suspended. I don't think they got fired. But, yeah, after that, I think 57 of them ended up resigning. Oh, gosh. So, Jake, what do you got on uh, this whole thing with uh, Hopkins and Watson? Um, yeah, so they – I haven't pulled up yet. They uh, pretty much – so they both went to Clemson, and uh, one of the buildings there is named after – John uh, Calhoun. John Calhoun. Um, so they're petitioning to get that removed. It's from their honors college, actually. They're trying to get the uh, name removed because he was involved with slaves. and um, He was a slave owner, I believe, wasn't he? Yep. So they're trying to petition to get that removed. Um, Hopkins wrote on his Instagram, I'm joining the voices of the students and faculty who have restarted this petition to rename the Calhoun Honors College. I urge all Clemson students, football players, and alumni to join us. The next generation of young black leaders can be proud of the institution they graduated from. Now it's time for change. Great. So. Oh, it's awesome. Um, you know, the I think they need to. Uh, I saw some of these statues are coming down, and we'll get into later on what's been changing in NASCAR. Um, but uh, that was a big thing. And then what did you have about the NBA, the 2K added apparel for players? Yeah, so uh, in 2K, the game NBA 2K, um, they have this playground where players essentially go and, you know, do pickup games and stuff like that. So they add, 2K added like the Black Lives Matter shirts, the I Can't Breathe shirts and different apparel like that. And then everyone in the uh, playground essentially did a march and they were all marching uh, in the video game for it. So I thought that was um, pretty cool to see even video games getting involved um, and trying to, you know, help out with trying to get some change. And you saw, I saw video like there was hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people who are sitting there marching in the video game even so i mean i thought that was really cool from my perspective um to see you know video game companies stepping up like that and trying to do something yeah it's it's good to see a lot of different companies and things standing up like if you go on amazon prime right now or go on to amazon on your main screen i mean they have that up there uh, it's a big movement right now 
very important and you know we support of course the black lives matter we we had put that out there last week in a tweet if you haven't if you have not listened to episode 187 accountability and conviction please check that out it's one of our best and uh, we got to throw everything out to cody bryant for sharing his stories for a good 40 minutes and it was very good gives you real and raw perspective and uh, we definitely support uh, blm so as we move on, and we're hoping he joins us here soon. He's he's running on his uh, Cody Bryant time. You know he he's the he's the star of the show, so he can show up when he wants. And uh, so thank you to Cody Bryant. Um, let's get into golf. I mean, we got golf returning this week. Barry, you want to tell us what's going on? Yeah, finally get some golf. Something. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still enjoy my NASCAR, but something different now. We got more sports coming. Um, yeah, we're playing the Colonial this week down in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, probably going to be a hot one this weekend, I would imagine, down there. No fans. Um, first tournament back, I think, since, oh, what, February? Uh, first week of March, I think, or the second. because yeah, didn't you have, like, uh, Matsuyama, and he was winning the tournament, and they called it? Yeah, he was winning the tournament. I think it was. I think they only did the first round, and that was the players. Right. And, of course, he was leading by two and shot eight under, so uh, easily would have made the cut, would have been in contention Sunday, and they called it, unfortunately. So this is the first tournament since then. Um, but, yeah, the Colonial is a, is a good course. You're going to get guys who normally don't play here. Usually you get two or three big names, and there's going to be about ten of them this week. Um, pretty much besides Tiger, every big name is out there, um, even yep. Bill's playing this week. So it's, it's going to play a little different than in the past just because, you know, you couple uh, extra big names up there who probably take potentially, I shouldn't say probably potentially take some spots away from, uh, you know, some of the other guys, the, the mid mid tier kind of guys who, uh, who golf around here. So honestly, this is a course for years. I wouldn't say dominated, but um, played very well by Jordan Spieth. Um, he had tied eight last year. He was 32nd in 2018 and then um, second and first. So uh, three top tens in four years here. Kevin Nye ended up winning last year. So, um, like you said, should be a good tournament. Excited to see golf back this week. Um, that's not, you know, I don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the Tiger, Phil, Brady, and Manning. But uh, I'm ready for ready for action with 162 golfers again and get the PGA Tour going. Plans are still that the Memorial is going to be the first tournament with fans, um, which will be, I think it's mid-July. So they said today that all will be required to wear masks and they will be taking temperature checks at the gate and no bleachers. So without the bleachers, people won't be able to sit together, obviously. Um, uh, granted, people are going to be standing together, but because Tiger will play one of those, um, I'm sure, not probably not both, but one of them. So there'll probably be a lot of people there, would be my guess, but um, no bleachers, just standing only. So it'll be interesting but it, it should be a pretty fun tournament. Um, but yeah, but this week, like I said, I'm just happy, happy they're going to be back. It's a, it's a course that, you know, uh, 13, 14 under should win it this week, depending how, you know, warmed up these guys are. I'm sure they've all been playing. So it'll just be interesting to get back to some competitive golf here. Yeah. And it looks like Rory, Rahm and Thomas are the favorites according to Bovada this week. So yeah, those are definitely your top three. I mean, uh, you know, Brooks is there, and he's been playing okay up until the stop this year. Uh, you know, DJ's in there, Finau, Nas playing, like you said, who won, Spieth's playing. So there's just 
a lot of guys, um, and, you know, and a lot of the Texans honestly play well at this course. It's like their home course. You're Ryan Palmer's, uh, and Moore is another good name, um, Brian Harmon. So you got to watch out for those guys as well. Um, like I said, it'll just be interesting with everyone back and all the big names. So it should and be. And hasn't, hasn't Rory finished like top five in like the last 10 tournaments, something crazy like that? I think it's something close to that. Let me look to make 100% sure um, because it's you're, you're close. I did it be top 10, but he's, uh, he's had a pretty good run lately. Um, but again, I, I, everything stops, you know, it's tough to, and Rory was a big advocate on social distancing. So I'm sure in some golf, I just don't know how much golf Rory would have played in that time frame. to be honest with you. I just want to say, I hope they end the race after one lap and it's, and it's a complete win because my guy isn't first. <laughs> so yeah. I need that. I need that to I, happen and call it a complete race. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so, no, you, you are right, Gary. Um, yeah, Rory's year has been fifth, 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 three, one, three. Has wow. Been, he's played in six tournaments, and he's, yeah, he's been top five in every tournament. So, you – He's on fire. Correct. That's very impressive. Again, Again. with a layoff, we'll see how it goes. Right. And – um, I, I got the updated standing, so I'm just going to – I'll share my screen with you guys so you know the golfers that you guys took because uh, I know we had talked yeah, about Yeah, please that. do. It's, it's, it's been three months, so I don't remember who the hell that I uh, took at all. Oh, absolutely. So can you see that okay? Uh, oh, we that's not that many. Yeah. So just to give updated standings, Bear is in the lead, 27.6. Obviously, we want a low score here. Uh, next is myself, 37.6. I'm 10 spots back. Jake, 39.1. Brandon, 42.1. And Cody Bryant at 49.7. So Bear has, let's see the numbers, Bear, how many spots you're ahead of me. So 276 and 376. You're 100 ahead. Yeah. So, so we must add, oh, we had 10. We had 10 even. So that makes sense. Yeah. So you're looking pretty good. Um, as you can see here, uh, Bear, I know you picked first. I already have mine here, but who are you taking this week? I'm taking Jordan Spieth along with uh, Brandon as well. Um, it's time to take him. I I think that um, after the layoff is really what he needed because he's just – he hasn't been playing good golf for the last year almost. So I think this is perfect for him. I think he comes out strong and gets a top ten this week. Yeah, and I've got to take one of the best in the world. Uh, isn't he your defending FedEx Cup champion? Justin Thomas. Justin yes, Thomas. Sir. So it's about time to take him. He is the third favorite this week, so I am going to take him. Queen? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Brooks this week. Brooks Kopika. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good pick. Um, like I said, Brooks, is, Brooks has also been struggling this year. So I would not be surprised if he comes out strong in this tournament as well. I actually have him in the uh, DraftKings $20 million uh, tournament this week. I had to get back into that because golf's back, so no doubt. I, I put my lineup in last week, actually, and I think I did the uh, $12 one maybe or $5 one. I think I did $5, 25K to first, but I'll just – I'll tell you my lineup so you know. Uh, so I got Justin Thomas – I got the X-Man, Colin Morikawa, Taylor Gooch, Rafa Cabrera-Bello, and Scott Piercy. Yeah, that's not a bad lineup. Um, my 
millionaire lineup is uh, DeChambeau, Brian Harmon, Max Homa, Brooks Kepka, Kevin Na, and Ryan Palmer. So um, another one I saw that was a pretty good sleeper this week at sixty-six to one, who's been playing pretty well, is Harris English. Yeah, I mean that's a like just those are one of those that he's probably like seventy-two hundred on DraftKings, um, almost a shoe in to make the cut sort of guy. Yep. He just you know that's. That's realistically all you need when you play these tournaments. You play the bigger ones. If you get five of six to go through, you're almost guaranteed cash. If you get six of six to go through, uh, you know, you're going to be making some money. So that's that's always good. Um, I only have three lineups in this week, and two my other two are just dollar ones, just kind of off the wall, get back into it, let's see how everyone does sort of things. So it'll be interesting um, how this tournament plays out. But I'm excited. we got PGA back. God car with us mls is coming back i saw which i don't really care but hey sports is coming back that's all that means so quick question before we move on um are they still doing all these tournaments in order have they canceled um any of these tournaments as far as the ones coming up after this week um as far as i know there's going to be a little bit of uh i think there's a little bit of mix up after this so i don't Garrett's a little bit off i think just from just because that was the lineup that we had before okay i know that it does switch around a little bit which we'll we'll get into and go because i know that the uh, rocket mortgage classic down there i think it kind of picks back up around there um the john deere was canceled the open was canceled um and that's why we got the memorial back to back Uh, open was moved back a little PGA was moved back, so okay. it'll, be, it'll just be interesting where they place some of those. And the man finally joined us, the star of the show. Who? You, man. Mike Jones. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what? I know we're watching NASCAR. Is that out of Dylan's car or somebody else's? Because I see Dylan's all the way back at 39th. Yeah, Dylan just he just blew a tire, so I don't know if that's his or not. I hope not. We're gonna find out. I hope he's not a lot down because I got him in DraftKings, and that's not good for me. Uh, came off the fifty-one, so that's like McLeod. Uh, Dylan is two laps down. Some bitch. I'm minus twelve on that. Uh, Cody Bryant, as you can see on your screen, uh, we're doing golf this week, so you uh, have to pick your golfer, sir. As you can see, you can see all the golfers you've already picked this year. As we return to uh, Colonial Charles Schwab Challenge. Spieth for Brandon and Bear, Justin Thomas for myself, Brooks Kopika or Kepka for Crawlspace Jake. Uh, you know what, man? I'm just gonna throw some stuff out there, see if it sticks. So, um, let me see. I'm gonna kind of go how we did in school with the the dudes that go on last, usually the better ones. Uh, I'm going to go where the hell he end up alright you know what why not no never mind I ain't going to do that <laughs> I, I really like that one that was my favorite one but now that you're not doing it never mind Speaking I would say there. he yeah he was a favorite but then you know things happen I'll take Mark Hubbard I don't even know how to spell that. I don't even know who that is. 
I just scrolled and uh pushed stop or uh, I just scrolled and uh hit the screen. That's where I landed. How does he spell it? B-B-A-R-D. <laughs> B-B-A-R-D, yeah. Mark um, Hubbard. And uh, Gary, just since we have that screen up, um, so the RBC is next week, so you can keep that. Yep. And the Travelers is the week after that. That's at uh, TPC River Highlands. Okay. And then the Rocket Mortgage Classic is after that. Rocket Mortgage Classic from Detroit? Yes, that is still the Detroit Golf Club. All right. And then I'll just uh, – I'll leave these there, but I'll just – I'll color it a different color so we know when we have to change it. Yep, that works. We'll get there when we get there. All right. So um, – Hope you can't hear the rain that's pouring right now on my skylights. No, we're good. So – Thank you to, uh, of course, we got to get into thanking sponsors now that we've got done with golf. And you know who can help with your golf attire is All Work Clothing, allworkclothing.com. Brandon can get you a nice polo. He's got nice polos he's done for my company. He could probably make us some OTL polos if we really wanted them, uh, but we don't. We want shirts. We got our NWO shirts coming. And we've got, he did the episode 100 shirts. He's done a lot of stuff for us. We've got koozies coming. We've got stickers. Looking forward to that. Again, he can help you with all your clothes needs banana hammocks sweatpants crawl space jake hoodies anything you need he can take care of for you again visit brandon allwearclothing.com he can help with all of your clothing needs oh wow so um now that we've got that figured out we've got the nascar race on uh we've got that i'll share my screen again because we've got some uh, standings here to deal with so we'll reshare the screen sharing screen gentlemen and uh, Crawl Space Jake, which is his new name, is uh, now still leading, 10.1. Bear in second, 12.2. Brandon, 12.6. Me, 15.2. And 16.8 for Cody. Another thing happened to me again. My guy was in the top five and somehow ends up 20th. But we all finished 13th to 20th. Pretty good. Um, and that who won that Blue Emu race? Oh, well, that's on right now. So or excuse no, me, who, who won nobody. the who won Atlanta? Because I know Kyle Bush was second. Harvick, dude, he dominated. Oh, you're right. He, you goat. did say that. The go to goats. Bush like Bush like go. Bush so this, light. So uh, Jake, you're the uh, first pick on NASCAR, my friend. And there we've Martinsville. Let me remind the Martinsville picks real quick. So Brandon had Cole Custer. It's on right. The race is on right now. Bear has Chris Christopher Bell. Uh, no. Or excuse me, Joy Logano. Thank you. I have Eric Al Almarola. Cody Bryan has William Byron, and Jake has Matt De Benedetto. Yeah, who uh, Logano is just starting to crush this field right now. He's up by three seconds, man. Got to have a fast car. Definitely. All right. So up to you, Crawl Space Jake. Who forgot his steak? So mad about that. And you're gonna get that hoodie made, right? Oh yeah, I gotta. I'm gonna have to contact Brandon at all where and get me a cross base J hoodie made. Love it. Um, let's see. Give me, give me Amarola. Eric Amarola. Okay. Yep. And Bear. I am gonna go with. Um, I guess I'm gonna have to go with the other Bush brother here. We're gonna go with Kyle in Miami. 
Kyle Busch. He won it last year when he won the championship. Last three uh, winners there won the titles. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Brandon took Joey Logano. I am taking a guy who hasn't raced here in a year, but uh, the year before when he retired, I think he finished in the top five. So, And he's won here several times. Give me Matt Kenseth. Cody Bryant. Oh, hell. Oh no! I usually just pick the dude with the comb over and the receding hairline. Take so, Brad Keselowski. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I'll go with him. I haven't picked him yet. <laughs> Pretty accurate. I <laughs> uh, love it. So we've got Logano, Kyle Busch, Matt Kenseth, Brad Keselowski, Eric Almarola for the race this weekend. I think it's the Dixie Vodka 400 at Homestead. Traditionally has been the last race of the year for the championship. This year it is going to happen now. It's midseason. So after that, we go to Talladega. Looking forward to that uh, the following Sunday. So we'll get more into that when it happens. But uh, a few other things. Um, so Bubba Wallace, if you're watching NASCAR, is driving the hashtag Black Lives Matter car. It's a big deal for NASCAR and even a bigger deal. Uh, they had put out there to and uh, Bubba Wallace had asked them to ban the Confederate flag, and they banned it today. So, Cody, you have the the most uh, knowledge and, and probably thing to say on uh, in regards to that. What do you think about the NASCAR stepping forward and banning that? Well, they trying. Yeah, I mean, that's about the least you could ask for. I mean, it only took them 100-some years to do it. But, you know, hey, I guess uh, any step forward is a step in the right direction. So, and I, I mean, I know for a long time, that was kind of the, uh, that was, you know, damn near like the logo of NASCAR. You know, there a lot of times that was all you would see. They had that slogan, man, stars, bars, and race cars. That's all they used yeah. to say. Yeah, and that's all you used to see, you know, which, you know, kept a lot of people out of it. And, you know, I mean, NASCAR, um, you know, them banning it, that's a big step in the right direction. So, you know, they're at least trying. They do have the um, Diversity Academy, uh, which produced Bubba Wallace and um, um, oh my God, what the uh, what's the kid that just got uh, fired and everything? Larson. Kyle Larson. Larson, yeah, Kyle Larson. So and also, I can't think of. There was also uh, I her and her name escapes me right now, and I apologize. Um, she is an, uh, an African-American female that was actually the first one to be a part of a pit crew during a race. She was uh, on the tires. So they have uh, three uh, graduates, uh, for lack of a better term, um, from their uh, diversity. Um, Brianna Daniels. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <clears throat> so my apologies to her for forgetting her name. But so, I mean, it's it's a good step, you know, they're trying. And Jimmy Johnson actually, you know, spoke up and made a video and, you know, basically did what, you know, needs to be done. You know, if you want to try to include minorities, you know, and especially blacks and not make it seem like, you know, NASCAR hates black people, um, you know, that's a big thing for Jimmy Johnson to do that. He's one of the more recognizable drivers in NASCAR um, currently and all time. So for him to, you know, make a video saying that he's going to, you know, talk and actually listen, you know, that's that's a big deal. So, 
you know, and, and several of the drivers. I was about to say, several, from what, I, what I've seen too is, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that Dale Jr. has been awfully vocal about it as well, who yep. obviously, you know, right. is the most popular. So that's that's also a very good thing. Yep. But A lot but of drivers right. have been in the big videos. It's, they're taking they're taking um, steps forward and quicker than a lot of other people and organizations and businesses, so you gotta you gotta respect them for that. Yeah, right, so yeah, their actions, you know, which is the big thing, you know, that's that's bigger than putting out a statement. So let's, you know, hopefully their actions continue with what they're doing. They're trying to get rid of that stigma in uh, right. NASCAR and can't fault them for trying. Right, you know, you and at least try. And a lot of those top drivers and other drivers did put that video together. Uh, together, you know, Jimmy Johnson was in it, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch. A lot of those top drivers came through, and uh, put a nice video out for that as well. So, you know, props to the drivers and NASCAR, uh, especially the shit they've had to go through with Larson and you know Bubba Wallace and all that going on. Uh, it's nice to see that they took it. They're trying to take steps forward. Yeah. And just on the side of that, you know, for obvious reasons, the Confederate flag stands for, you know bullshit and oppression and by the way i know people are like this is history this is that i'm like who the hell wants to support losers anyway that he didn't even win the damn war exactly it's a piece of cloth that isn't i mean it represents nothing it literally represents nothing it's like keeping an old raggedy shirt that you're never gonna wear again awesome Right. It represents guys that were losers. They seceded. You know, they lost the war. Lincoln won. You know, North won. Now it's the United States of America. Like, I, I just don't get it. My, it, it makes no sense to me. The only loser stuff I wear is Dallas Cowboy gear. God damn it. <laughs> me too, buddy. Because I'm wearing a champion hat right now. Defending champion. <laughs> I, got a Buc- I got a Buckeye shirt on. So. <laughs> At least the Cowboys look good doing it. Uh, you know. God damn right. <laughs> Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Uh, So uh, we got to thank Crandall's Quality Landscaping. Give Sean a call, 419-704-5471. He can do your all landscape, all of your landscaping. He can fix your needs, whatever you got, put put up different things for you. He can take care of plant trees. He has good designs, anything you need. Uh, He serves the Toledo and surrounding area and not. Martinsville, Virginia. Love it. So thank you, Sean. Again, Crandall's Quality Lawn Care, 419-704-5471. So baseball, uh, tonight is actually MLB draft night, for those of you who didn't know. So this would be last night, exactly, for those that aren't listening. And just to kind of remind, they had different things. I think they cut it down to, what, five rounds, something like that? And then they could sign up to 50 players, whatever that bullshit was. I have no idea. I didn't even know that was going on today. Yeah, they're still trying to do it. I guess they're since they haven't agreed to really anything, I guess they're going to try to keep as much of the normal schedule as they can, I, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's five rounds, one tonight, four tomorrow, or tonight when people are listening. Um, but like we said, there's nothing nothing really big. I think they, teams can sign like 50, 50 guys, you know, because they got rid of the rest of the draft. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Which fun fact i mean this might be one of the shorter drafts i i don't know i i do know that most mlb drafts go until nobody wants to pick players anymore so you could have anywhere from five to 30 rounds if they really wanted to damn well we did see that the uh, mlb pa did come back with a new proposal 89 game season and expanded playoffs 
it would bring the sides closer to a, a potential deal because it is 25 games fewer than the union's most recent proposal of 114 at full pro, pro rata uh, on the salaries. I think they were still looking at 75% for, well, they 76 game, they wanted 75%. The MLB proposed that. So I'm interested to see, is the MLBPA going, trying to get 100% for those 89 games? Did we anybody see? Um, last I no, last I seen, they were just trying to get what they originally agreed to, and I know what uh, I know. The players' association is trying to get as close back to the original agreement as they can, which is a you know, which is half for a prorated season. So basically, they want to get paid for whatever game that they play. So the season. For this, they, the season would start July 10th and end October 11th, and the postseason would expand to 16 teams, eight on each side, right. for this year and next year. Right. Uh, and this offer has the players sharing in a pool of at least $50 million if the playoffs are played without fans. And if this doesn't go through, uh, if they cannot agree to a deal, the league has the ability to implement a schedule of its own desired length and they focused on a potential 48-game season. So we will see what happens there. Hmm. Another thing, too, I did see. Did you guys see that uh, Tory Hunter thing the other night? Um, oh, yeah. I see. Yeah, with the Red Sox. Yeah, so yeah. Tory yeah. Hunter, you know, he had, with all of his contracts throughout his MLB career, he had no trade clauses to Boston because of uh, – you know, all the racial comments and slurs that were said to him. He said it had nothing to do with the team, the organization, or anything like that, but with the fans and society. So every contract that he signed, he always had a no trade clause to Boston because so, he didn't want to take his wife and kids there. Yeah, which is kind of like Boston is around the league. Boston is kind of like the worst kept secret uh, where it comes to uh, racial incidents involving like players and fans. Uh, I know Adam Jones, I believe that was where he had a banana thrown at him mm-hmm. um, from the Orioles. Um, you know, Tory Hunter had incidents there. Uh, CC Sabathia has had incidents there, you know, with their with the bullpen being in the outfield in Boston. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of guys that, you know, that don't like going to Boston, let alone playing for Boston. So, you know, Boston need to get your shit together. No shit. And what? What? The, I mean, that's did... also Boston's also the place where um, I don't know if you guys ever read that story, but where they gave Bill Russell the key to the city, and then he couldn't go out to eat in a restaurant because they kicked him out of the restaurant because he was black. Oh, jeez. Really? So the I yeah, don't think so, I heard that. Yeah. So the very next day, he took the key to the city back. All right, you gotta get you gotta get this right. So Bernard Pollard, I think he played football for the Colts, if I'm not mistaken. So he who was it? Bernard Pollard. Pollard. Okay, he was the Colts, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He uh, so he got on this whole train, you know, with Bubba, um, Bubba Wallace. He said literally has no idea what you know. Never you know he knows what NASCAR has. Never watched NASCAR. Has no idea about anything. But he said because of Bubba Wallace. And all this shit NASCAR is doing, he said, NASCAR just got a new fan. But he doesn't know shit, so he's been reaching out on Twitter, like, asking questions. And they posted one of his questions on the broadcast, and Jeff Gordon and Mike Joy answered it for him because he didn't know how it worked. 
Hey, oh, the uh, caution. If guys can move up. Yeah. Does he have uh, – he's got any space in that club so I can join too? Uh, there's a whole bunch of space in that club. <laughs> I mean, they, they only fill 50 to 75% of their seats anyways. Plenty of space there. Another 25% of it because the angry rednecks can't bring their stupid piece of cloth with them. So, that might give you another couple seats in there for us. Yeah, you know, when the fans start going back, they're going to try to sneak that shit in, put it up, and they're going to get their asses kicked out. Oh, yeah. It would be good. Yes, it will. Also, uh, did you guys see uh, Westbrook's going to produce that documentary on the 1921 Tulsa race massacre? He is um, him and I forget who else they're going to be producing it, and it's going to be coming out within the next year or so. Who is? Russell Westbrook. Oh, he is? Yeah, dude, that was some crazy shit, like, that happened in Tulsa back in the day. They were doing, like, napalm bombs, bombs from, like, uh, crop planes, and just they were doing a lot of shit, setting businesses on fire, everything else, because of a confrontation uh, with a white woman and an African-American male, young male. It was just a small thing, and they they just destroyed this whole area of the city. I think it was, what, Greenwood or something like that? Tulsa. It was Tulsa. It was Tulsa, but it was like the the town. I think was like Greenwood it was or something. A Greenwood like that. something neighborhood. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Wiped out a whole. Wiped yeah, out a whole neighborhood. Whole neighborhood, thriving businesses, everything. They did all this shit. Like six thousand KKK members. It was exactly absolutely the, insane. So it's actually the uh, first. Uh, uh, so yeah, that was the first uh, Black Wall Street. Yep. Were you gonna say crawl space? <laughs> Um, so he's uh, teaming up with Stanley Nelson. He's the one who produced the Aaron Hernandez documentary that came out. So that should that should be pretty good. Yep. I'll definitely be watching that. And that comes out. So NBA, I don't think we covered. They are returning, right? With yep. the uh, the format of what is it? The end of July, and uh, they're going to the Wide World of Sports down in Orlando, Disney World, um, and they're going to have the 22 teams. That we had discussed, 13 from the West, 9 from the East, and essentially an eight-game regular season to just to finish it out, do some seedings, then they'll proceed with the playoffs. Uh, I know Crossbase Jake put in here, Kevin Durant announced he's done for the year, which we assumed. Mm-hmm. LaMarcus Aldridge, season-ending soldier, shoulder surgery, blah, 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 tongue twister. Easy for you to say. Yes. And then uh, something else I had in here. I did not know this until I saw it yesterday, so I brought it up to see what you guys knew about Allen Iverson and his Reebok deal. I, I just read that because I saw it. I did not know that. Yeah, he signed uh, like a trust fund that he was uh, he wouldn't get access to until he was a 45 or 55. 55. He gets like 32 yeah. million yep. at 55 years old. Yeah, but he's getting shit. But he's, right now he's getting 800000 a year from Reebok as well. But there's all this discrepancy because he had a divorce uh, in 2012, and his wife was like, I know about his trust fund. That's how it came out. Nobody knew about it. And uh, But they don't know if he'll get most of it or all of it or if he's even divorced. They're trying to figure that out as well. So it's pretty interesting because he's, you know, he's cash poor at this point because of that. Is, um, do we know why they got divorced? No, I have no idea. I just didn't know if he was, like, cheating on her or something or if they just wanted it because, you know, equality. Yeah, so he turns – in 2020, he turns 55. He'll technically get half of his $32 million trust fund. And he had to give to one of the other half. 
So, there it is. I found it. That uh, Bill Russell story? Yeah. Yeah, I found it. He was uh, awarded the key to the city in Boston. That same night, he was awarded the key to the city. He was denied entry into a hotel because he was black. Jesus. And so the very next day, he returned the key. So they did that. (laughs) Good. Yeah. So, I mean, they did that to Bill Russell. Just imagine what they were doing to everybody else. Right. And um, I messed that up. He turned 45 this year. He turns 55 in 2030 where he can access that uh, trust fund. I was going to so, say that. I was like, man, I don't think Iverson's 55, but maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe my sense of time just went away somewhere. <laughs> so, Alan, he has not exactly been uh, wise with his money after he went through that divorce. So he told the judge that his monthly income was 62500 in uh, 2012, and his expenses were 360000 Ooh. Yeah, of that 360 k 125 went to paying back various creditors, and another large chunk goes to mortgage. Iverson owned homes in Denver and Atlanta were eventually lost to foreclosure, and a Georgia judge ordered him to repay nearly 900000 to a local jeweler. Mm. And he also admitted to the judge that he was still spending 10000 a month on clothes, 10000 a month in restaurant and entertainment, and an additional ten grand in groceries. How do you spend ten thousand dollars a month on clothes? I don't think I've spent that on clothes in my life. Well, you just yeah, told we, me those yeah. fucking hats were like one one thirty. Yeah, I mean, what is I'm, what is it called? Who buys ten thousand dollars worth of groceries a month? Wow, you could do shit. Yeah. But who's getting ten thousand dollars worth of groceries? That's I didn't like, say, man. That's a lot of eating. Must be all wagyu beef and crab and all <laughs> the expensive ass shit. Yeah, but I mean, I shit. Yeah, that's probably that's a hundred dollars a month in groceries if I really wanted to. Of a of a chef to make it all for him too, right? So in 2012, though, he was essentially a million dollars in debt and losing another two hundred thousand dollars every month. Oh God, that's crazy. So I found that to be an interesting story, uh, and we also need to thank a few more people. We've got to thank. Uh, Brittany at Verizon. Verizon is a true technology business partner that helps local businesses deploy technologies that can positively impact operations and increase revenue for the company. At Verizon, they did not wait for the future. They build it. Get in touch with a sales rep in your area, verizon.com. And thank you to Cassandra at PNC. You can visit her at the White House branch until uh, about August 21st, I believe. Or you can give her a call, 419-877-0634. Can help with all your banking needs, whether it be loans, credit cards, or personal banking. She is there to help. So in the NFL, uh, I saw, what was it, Rache Caldwell got killed, right? Shay Caldwell, yeah. Shay Caldwell. That. Got shot, yeah, right? got shot and yeah. killed. And uh, he played for the Chargers and Patriots, and that was just crazy to see. Um, I saw in here, uh, Jake, you have Dalvin Cook hold out. What's that all about? Yeah, so he's still he's still on his rookie contract, and I think I don't hold me to this. I think he said he was only like going to make a little over a million dollars this year. Um, obviously, he wants a bigger contract. He he deserves more money. I mean, I think he led the league in rushing. He was top two or three in rushing the last couple of years. He has the most um, offensive or most rushing yards in the NFL since like 2015, if I remember right. So he just wants to get paid. I mean. Yeah, the problem is it's not even a contract year. Next year's his contract year. So why the hell would they write him one? 
<laughs> they're not going to write him a contract. And I don't think he realizes that. He, I don't know why he'd try to hold out because then he ain't getting paid shit this year. So does he just hold out for no money and then go to free agency next year? Well, it just doesn't make sense to me. Well, he's but outperformed his con- – basically, he's outperformed that rookie deal. So, and with running backs, you know, you got to get your money as soon as you can because – well, he busted up his leg first, so he's had yeah, one. And that's, the, and that's the thing. He's already had a bad leg before, so well, why, you, know, I, you never a, know. As a team, I wouldn't pay you then. Prove yourself this year and you'll get paid. Yeah, he's improved himself since then. Yeah. Well, he's tore his ACL twice. Yeah, but he's still like top ten in the league rushing even after that. Don't care. So he's outperformed you know, his contract even after two injuries. Like, I mean, I understand it. You got to get your money. Somebody will pay him. I don't well, see. Then sit out this year and don't in. get paid. Yeah, he's not going to get in Minnesota. But but at the same time, Minnesota needs him more than he needs Minnesota. So, who's? I mean, who's going to replace him? Uh, any running back they can draft. Kirk Cousins throws interceptions more than they run the ball anyways. Who cares? I was saying, they might not even need a <laughs> running back. Yeah. I say he might not need a running back. The defense would be on the field the whole time. Yeah. All Personally, right. I would. I wouldn't. I you prove it. Prove it this year. Do it again. Don't get hurt, and then you get your money. I'll pay you big money. The uh, what about? Um, well, hold on. Side note to that, we covered uh, the draft. So the, the the draft started with the MLB, and the Tigers had the number one pick, and they took. Uh, Spencer Torkelson from Arizona State, the third baseman, number one overall. Oh, man, he was my favorite college player. Can't go into Detroit. Just kidding. I have no idea who the fuck it is. I don't care. (laughs) I I remember hearing about him. He's been playing double A for 20 years, and then he might come up to the Tigers. He might go straight up there with how bad the Tigers are, man. Right, I say they say he's MLB ready, so we'll see what happens. Who's their third baseman now? Oh, I could have us Fryman. I wouldn't be shocked. You, <laughs> that's hilarious. My favorite uh, college player is actually a softball player at Oklahoma State, Cheyenne Factor. Uh, she made that sick catch, if you remember, at last year College World Series, women's College World Series, like robbed a home run uh, as a freshman. And actually, we know her. We sold, we sold show. I think we sold a show with her, but her mom sells some of the shows with us and lives in uh, Oklahoma City area, which uh, Robbie in the lobby knows who it is, too. By the way, Robbie in the lobby, I got to give him a shout out. The guy that gives us the stat of the day, he is down at 64 pounds in one year. Nice. Busting his ass on his Peloton. Uh, he's walking every day, 94 days in a row. He hangs up jerseys uh, on his closet to equal the number that he's done. Today he had to hang up four jerseys to equal 94. He's like, <laughs> I can't wait. Five more days. Guess what's coming out? And I said, oh, I know. I know. Wild thing. It's coming out, so he's gonna hang that one up. It'll be. He doesn't nine. have a Gretzky jersey that he could wear. He's gonna go with Rick Vaughn. Yeah, you know, I'd go with Ricky Vaughn too, man. Give him the heater. Then start using Gretzky, and then like Gretzky and Billy Martin for a hundred, <laughs> you know, some shit like that, or Cam Newton. Uh, 
So uh, you also had in here, Crawlspace Jake, will Cap actually get signed? So with all the shit going on, with uh, him working out, I know there's rumblings of it. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you think he actually will sign with somebody? Cam Newton, let's let's mind you, still has not signed with anybody. Well, the thing is, will someone sign him? They probably he has a, probably a better shot now, but will he want to come play for the NFL? You know, it took this to happen for this for them to even maybe even consider it. So it, it's I don't think it's going to be like, are they going to want him? I think it's going to be more. Does he want to come back and play at this point? You know, he won't. I personally, if I was him, I wouldn't want to come back and play. They they essentially shut him out for you know taking a stand and trying to change and they essentially threw him out I, I mean if I was him I would I would not want to come back and play for them the issue is starter money to come play that's the problem I'm just, no one's gonna pay him that I hope that he comes back in some sort of role as assistant coach something on a team something with that he'll never work uh, you know, it, you know, it, with the NFL for Goodell, maybe on the NFL uh, Players Association, maybe. Uh, but the last time that he tried to come back, whatever it was, two years ago, and he was – I think he got offers from a couple teams and he wanted like $12 million a year to play, and no one's going to pay him that. I just – But that's only because they admitted it, it was bad for business. It wasn't as if he wasn't good enough. I thought enough some teams play. really wanted like – they were they, like the Seahawks really wanted them. Uh, I know for sure. And then there was a couple other teams that wanted them. But but now, you know, after that case, you know, after him suing the NFL and then, you know, you have NFL officials coming out now admitting that they purposely didn't sign him because they thought it would have been bad for business and they thought they would have lost, you know, fans and everything. So obviously the money wasn't even an issue but they use the money as an excuse to not sign them. Yeah, when, and I'm sure it's both. I, I agree with you. I'm sure they're yeah. both, when, both are, both are a big factor, but I mean, that's if he, I'd love him to come back as a backup somewhere and prove himself, play a little bit and let's see what you still got. I mean, I, he shouldn't he was, have to prove himself though. Even when he wasn't playing, he was better than at least six starters that were in the league that were playing. So, you know, you shouldn't have to, when you were better, then most you then you were better than at least six starters in the league that were you know and you were on the bench at that time he was still on the bench he wasn't even starting and he was better than at least seven quarterbacks in the league so you know and if you're going to a team with a shitty quarterback that I know that I'm better than and you know that I'm better than and my stats prove it then yeah I want starter money too I mean, they would give anybody else starter money if you're going to sign somebody. So, Don't get me wrong. There's been a lot of stupid fucking NFL contracts. I'll give right. You so, hell, I mean, Mike Glennon made $12 million a year at one point in time. Yep. So, you can't tell me that – and he was playing for the Bears, wasn't he? At oh, that the, time? Bears could, the Bears could still use Kaepernick in there. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, if I'm Colin Kaepernick – and hell, if I, you know, say if I do talk to the Bears, I'm going to say, hell, you paid Mike Glennon $12, 15000000 million, then you're going to at least give me that much. So, and, you know, and his stats was enough to show that he was better than somebody like Mike Glennon. Yeah, but, well, it's, quite, it's obvious that the Bears at that time, though, were one of the many teams that didn't want him. I mean, that's the problem. That's the 
Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. And but I, he's yeah. not coming back. I mean, because you know the, what the Seahawks aren't going to pay him twelve million. He ain't starting over Russ. No way. No. No. No way. I mean, and they and and Russ doesn't miss games either. So, but I th- and even at even towards the end, he did say that he would take a backup role. So they chose not to even sign him as a backup too. So yep. there, to you know, to me, there's nothing for him to prove. So when everything that you said you wanted him to do, or you said that you know, or like not you, but I mean, as NFL right. team, I got you. Um, anything that that these teams said they wanted him to do, he agreed to do, and you still wouldn't sign him. Hell, Chase Daniels making freaking twelve million or something like that as yeah, a backup. Chase Keenum. I mean, yeah, you got right. a lot of people out there that are making. right. And Kaepernick's better than those guys, too. So when he even said that he was signed as a backup and you chose to still not sign him, I wouldn't come back. And I honestly, I don't think he will come back, which I wouldn't – I don't blame him. I don't think he's coming back. And if he does, no. after that they've admitted that the reason they didn't sign him wasn't related to his play or football-related reasons – I mean, honestly, I think that might be enough to – I have no idea how, you know, the case was decided or anything like that. But, I don't know, that might almost sound like something to reopen his case. The, the NFL the NFL already burnt their bridge to him, in my opinion. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's the thing. Like, you've already burnt that bridge, so why would I come back? The only thing – like you said, the only thing – I mean, like, right now at this point, it would just be to stick it to Goodell. I mean, in all right. honesty, that's all but that. I've seen a lot of – I've seen some articles to where Goodell was actually wanting to get him signed, like wanting him to get signed. And, I, I mean, granted, it's probably more for personal reasons related to his well, legacy as a commissioner. Now, yeah, now he does. Not, yeah. Not three years ago he didn't. Right. But, I mean, He's when probably you – Probably the one saying for, don't sign him. Right. And, but, I mean, when you work for the owners – you know, you know, what are you supposed to do? You got to do it. You know, they're the ones paying your salary. So, mm-hmm. you know, he probably came out and said, like, you know, hey, I, my hands are tied, which kind of sucks because, you know, as a commissioner, you're supposed to be working within the best interests of the league. Absolutely. And Goodell hasn't from the get-go. Right. So, ever since Tagliabue left and Goodell took over, the NFL's ratings have gone up and their numbers and money has gone up and the politics and the uh, ethics have gone right back down. So, right. I mean, it's the same thing too. Eric Reed, same thing should be signed as well, but right, right. he came out and straight up said the 49ers blackballed me. Yeah. And he was one of the best safeties in the league. Yeah. Consistently. Yep. Well, if you want to get your hands tied in a good way, You've got to talk to Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. <laughs> oh, you go ahead. Go right ahead and finish that one. I want to know where you're going. I, I like I, well, Cody say, Bryant's the man here, so he, he's the new man for <laughs> Connell Barrett. Oh, Lord. Why did you have to start with a hands tied, though? <laughs> <laughs> In a good way. That's a tough I, segue. I know, right? Jeez. All right, let me see. Let me see. We just got done talking about football. All right, so if you want to – Outkick your coverage, get down to the one-yard line, punch it through the middle, make that touchdown. Get uh, get a hold of Connell Barrett at Dating Transformations. 
top three in the league uh, in Google to help you out. Throw that deep, that throw that long bomb down the sideline. You know, help you. Uh, it, it'll help uh, make your tight end turn your tight end into a wide receiver. So go to Connell Barrett and help you out. He's kind of like the uh, what the Baltimore Ravens then, right? Of the dating coaches, he's not quite the Chiefs, right? At the Patriots, but he's like third. He's like the Ravens. He's right there. He right, could, he's right there. He can be one. He's got the potential to be number one. Right, he's there. Couple things fall in line. Boom, he's number one. <laughs> oh man, we ain't topping that. Thanks to Connell again, and I know uh, Connell Carl's Barrett, been- the the Bill Walsh of dating. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Uh, and I just saw Crawl Space Jake sent me a link. Uh, Damian Lillard put out that Blacklist song. I haven't listened to it yet. I'm going to have to check it out. Um, for those, it's probably on Spotify, I assume. Something like that. We'll, we'll figure it out. But uh, I know we've got trivia ready to go. So my friend, Bear the Cub, can you give us an update on the trivia standings? Yes. So, uh, Gary, you still stay in the lead with 439. Cody Bryant, 368. Myself at 381. Parrot, 197. Really trying to break that 200 mark. Dub at 29. And Wes Anderson, 7. I'm going to have to get my uh, chat box open. I think we got him. Better chance of getting 200 than me. (laughs) (laughs) You got a shot, man. Good night to gain some points here, Parrot. Uh-oh. Every question tonight, everybody will have a chance. Okay. So here we go from Jeremy. I like this. We're going to see what we have. Oh, gosh. So, again, thank you to Jeremy for always doing this for us. Big fan of the show. Looking forward to getting him. I offered him one of the new OTL NWO shirts, so he's going to be getting himself one as well. Yeah, he two points for the work he does. Right. For two points, get him some stickers, koozie as well. Uh, we – for two points, we all know Jameis Winston threw a ton of INTs last season, but how many pick sixes did he throw? Closest to the – closest gets the points. So we can uh, – in the in the chat box, don't put it in yet. Just put it, and we'll all hit enter on three. Just let me know when you're all ready. Hold up. My chat box is loading. Chat box loading. Enhance. 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 A bear to help you enhance any type of chat box you want to get into. <laughs> there we go. All right. Bubba just took the lead off the caution. No shit. Bubba only Wallace took, only took two tires. Took two tires. Dude, yeah, I, I, saw, there, I, I saw there was only 19 cars on the lead lap. Yeah, Kyle and Amarol, all those guys fell to the back. I don't know what the hell is going on. Me either. All right, we ready for this? I got mine in. All right, on three. One, two, three. All right, so we've got 16, 5, 6, 8. So which which Ryan is 16? I have six. That's me. Didn't they call him like Dirty 30 last year, man? That's how many picks he had. He had 30. 30, 30. Seven. NFL record, of course. it's It's a split. You, get, you each split. You each get two points. All right. Me and Parrot. Oh, he's at 199 now. Hey, I, I, I don't want any more points. I got my I got Travis Pastrana's number now. All right. So, for three points, Bill Russell, who I mentioned earlier, 
I think Jeremy will realize this. One of the great NBA players. How many points did he average during his career? Closest gets the points. So we got to get the chat box ready. And we'll have that ready to go. Uh, I don't know. That's a tough one. What's uh so did they did they get to the end of this yet on NASCAR? The end of the stage? I I don't know if that was or not. I don't think it was. I think they had a caution right before it. And Bubba got out in first. Maybe he's just I trying to win this stage. I think that's why he did. But the problem is getting two tires off that and you gotta off the restart, man, it's gonna be tough. Right. So everybody ready yet? Yeah. Yeah. All right, here we go. One, two, and three. A lot of people went high here. I got 18.6. One of the Ryans has 28. Cody. Cody and Hornswoggle or Crawlspace Jake, 31.69, 33.3 for Bear the Cub. There you got it. I was about to say, I didn't think it was that high. I thought I underbid, though. I thought it was going to be around the 2021. Uh, wasn't a lot. There's still 12 to go in this stage. Yeesh. There we go. Well, Bubba's got a shot. And now let's do a special speed round game I like to call Control the Pole. Oh, God. Oh. If you want to control the pole, get in touch with Kyle <laughs> Bear at datingtransformation.com. Local sports talk radio polled area sports fans, and you need to guess the percentage for each one. Closest gets the points. There will be five of them. For one point, the NBA is reportedly considering using crowd noise from NBA 2K when they return to play. Do you want fake crowd noise included in the broadcast? What percentage of people said yes and what percentage said no? So I have to type it in the box, so we'll have to do this speed, quick, uh, round robin. So let me know when you guys are ready. I got mine in. Yep. Everybody ready? Yep. One, two, three. <laughs> <Damn it>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got 69 twice, 35 yes, 65 no, and 45. 45. Oh, Cody on the dot. Cody Bryant on the dot. Dot, man. Nice. For two points. So that's one point for Cody. For two points, if sports were reopened today, would you feel comfortable going to a game? What percentage said yes? All right, so you got to go quick. Speed round. Yep. On three. One, two, three. 51, 69, 35, 77. 77 bear? Yes. All right, here we go. Damn, 79 yeah. bear gets the two I know. points. I know my people. Fuck. Everyone doesn't care anymore. <laughs> Fucking marks. We want to go, buddy. We want to go. For three points, are you a UFC fan? <laughs> I'm going the same, as you can well, you... see. One, two, and three. <laughs> 69, 72.59, 40, and 55. So it should be interesting. We'll see who gets this one. We're, we've been pretty close. 30. Ooh. 30. That seems Who low. said 40? Cody Bryant? 40, yeah. 
Cody Bryant gets it for four points. Do you care if college athletes take cash or other payments onto the table? What percentage said yes? Under the table. Okay, that's a little different. I didn't say yeah, that's a whole other thing there. All right. One, two, and three. <laughs> 69, <laughs> 75, 43, and 22.33461. I hope that's the actual percentage. Right. 48. 48. So whoever. I got that one. Nice. And finally, for five points, will you watch the MLB draft tonight? <laughs> <laughs> so how many said all right on three one two and three <laughs> we're all under 15 15 percent <laughs> jesus cody no way that's over 10 well i figure since we gotta do you know since you had to do social distancing 20, everybody 20, 20. Yes. 20. <laughs> Hey, everybody can't pile up in the house right now. You got two. Para got none on that. None on that one. All right. Hey, uh, hold on. Gary, 200 tonight, boys. Gary, run those back up for me again because I thought they were all one point. So that was my bad. I got a. The first one was worth one. And that was. Uh, Cody, shit. I think. Oh, God. Here we go. It's a long thing from him as well. Uh -oh. One point. That's right. Oh, no. I just seen the picture. That's what I think it is. I don't, Let's do the points before I get mad. <laughs> All right. One point for the uh, crowd noise. Two that points. Was, well, who was who was crowd noise? Now I got to go back. Was that um? Uh, that was me. I think. Crowd yeah, I think, noise. I think that was you. I think I got that one. Yeah, number two, uh, UFC or uh, the comfortable Sports. going back. That was you. That Bear. one was me. For three points, UFC fan. I think that was Cody again. Right? Yep, yep. That was me. Okay, so hold on. Cody gets three more. Sorry, I fucked this one up good. I wasn't reading. Wait. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And then uh, four points. College athletes take cash under the table, 48%. Yeah, that, that one was me there. So that's where I found, That's where I saw the four points. So that's why I got confused. And then the and last. Then five for Cody Bryant that again. Was Cody. So, somehow 20% of motherfuckers are watching the draft tonight. Yeah, I think they're. Man. All right, and here Everybody's we go. Families are watching the draft. I'm not sharing this because I want you guys to listen to it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> here we go. So, first off, this is his uh, rant for the week. Dang, come on, Parrot is what he started. He thought you'd rack up some points. He's sticking at Travis Pastrana. Yep. I just want to say last week's episode was an instant classic that I wish I never – I wish never needed to take place, but was so good it did after what went down. Listening to Cody speak from the heart, unedited and uninterrupted, was very powerful and moving. So much so that it definitely made an impact on me. So that that means a lot to hear that from Jeremy. And I know, Jay, Cody, you probably haven't seen this. Jeremy's actually shared it to people that are no, not that understanding is, the no. situation. Yeah, An All Lives Matter post. Yeah, All Lives Matter oh, post. Nice. He's been sharing it to them and wants them to have an open mind and an open heart and listen to the show. And I hope they do. Um, so thank you, Jeremy, for that. Uh, during the last week or two, I have sadly found out disbeliefs to some of my friends and that I did not realize they had, which I did stand up to 
them for, which is big for Jeremy, and that's awesome, Jeremy. I will not claim them to be racist because I do, I do think that word is thrown around a bit too often, but they definitely showed their prejudice and ignorance. I asked quite a few people to listen to the podcast from last week to possibly understand a little better. Did they? Probably not. My fear is people like that will never change, but I agree with Parrot that the younger generation seem a bit better. So if we can focus on the youth not to do or think as their parents do, but to instead form their own opinions from the heart, their, this country may improve. I grew up outside of Cleveland, and I didn't know that, and then spent a brief time in Virginia, and some of my best friends were black. I was so naive, though, because I had no clue there was such a thing as racism, none at all. I just figured nobody saw color. We were all human. I then moved to the Midwest, and a man, and man, what a rude awakening I was in for. I couldn't believe the racist remarks I've heard over the years and still hear today. So those who are in denial about this or believe it doesn't happen, I wish there was a way to wake them up. They, they live in their their bubbles and they do not know how to show empathy for people different from them. It makes me angry, but let's hope the youth can turn things around. Sorry for the rant, but thanks Cody for last week. Uh, so before that, uh, yeah, we got to thank him. Cody, you can say whatever you want, man. man. Shout out to Jeremy, man. It kind of choked me up a little bit. I'm not even going to lie. I'm, 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 I'm choking up right now, you know, just, but just keep doing it man. just keep on them. You know, that the, the accountability, that's it. You know, that's what more can you really ask for? You know, and just the fact that you're willing to to share, you know, just you're willing to share my stories and and try to inform people that don't know or choose not to know, that's, you know, that's half the battle right there. So that's a victory in itself. So, you know, whether they listen to it or not, the fact that they know it's there, you know, that's a lot more than what a lot of people have done. So yep. big shout out to Jeremy. Yep. And thank you again, Jeremy. Uh, I love your feedback. Thanks for sharing this out for not, not for listeners for us, but to get the message out there, we truly appreciate it. And I do need to tell you, Cody, um, the Brandon from the grownups, Clay from the grownups, Shiv from the grownups, all listen to it. They all show their support. They're all big into this as well. Black Lives Matter. Uh, I do have something from Clay. He said he listened to this uh, on his way home and then finished it sitting in the driveway. And he's glad that we gave you a mouthpiece to talk and he hates this shit. So they, they loved hearing what you had to say. I told them, you know, exactly where it was. Then we let you talk and, and they were happy we did. And, and we are happy we did too. And uh, Bear put out a nice tweet. I don't know if you saw it on Twitter. Uh, I don't know if you have the Twitter, Cody Bryant. But... Uh, Uncle Cody don't have a Twitter. <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Cody doesn't have the Twitter. I figured Uncle Cody did have the Twitter. Oh, no. No, no. The missus has the Twitter, but. The missus does have the Twitter? Yeah, the missus has the Twitter. Uncle Cody don't have a Twitter. Oh, man. Well, what, what Bear had put out there for the show, if you can, please listen into our latest episode dropping today. A very powerful and emotional message was shared by a member of our podcast and brotherhood whom has lived and understands the turmoil America is in right now. We support and stand with him and all BLM protest. So thank you to uh, Bear for putting that out there for uh, for. Cody and everybody else that is dealing with this right now. Again, we stand behind Cody and everybody else in the Black Lives Matter movement. Hey, man, th thank you to all you guys, man. It's, you know, that's, man, you know, not supposed to be crying on air, man. You messing up my street cred. <laughs> they, they don't know who you really are. You're Cody Bryant, my friend. They don't know you. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, man, you know, we love you. We support you and we always will. Um, but I'll finish. Now we got to get to Here the Jeremy. The Jeremy change. All right. Oh, before that, though, did you guys see what Tom Herman said, too? Oh, no. What did he say? Tom Herman. He actually was He's on been on point. the – Oh, did yeah, he? he was, yeah, he was actually on point this time. Most of the time, he's kind of a, a dickhole. But, you know, this – he was actually, you know, on point this time where it was – um you know, it's like it, basically he was asking, how do you really feel about um, black men, especially young black men? You know, yes, you can cheer for them. I'm kind of paraphrasing and, and uh, you know, trying to get as much as I can remember. Uh, but it was basically, you know, like, will you you may cheer for these young black men on Saturdays because they play for Texas. But will you support them the same way if they wanted to date your daughter? or if they wanted to come work with you, or if you had to work for them, basically. And it was, you know, it was basically, you know, if you if you can support them on Saturdays playing football, then you should be able to support them and cheer them on and have their backs in life as well. So, you know, shout out to Tom Herman this time. For now. Yeah, that's that's great. Probably, yeah, I mean, he should probably be fired, but Hey, that's gotta a whole other thing. Yeah, that's uh, gotta give him one more year with Ellinger. Yeah, so we'll see. Eight and three or eight and four. Right. Should have left Ohio State. Yeah, I mean it's uh it's pretty pretty rough for him over there. They're probably going to be eight and four. We thought we had high hopes for him last year. They were trash. <laughs> Ever since he made that comment, man, the quarterback. Texas is back. No, you're not. So, here we go. Now what you wanted to hear. You ready? All right. Now all the praise will be pushed aside for criticism. <laughs> as long as the show has been going, I will give you credit for taking this long for all four of you to be wrong on something. <laughs> I honestly believe you are the only four in the world who do not think Steph Curry is the best shooter. I can name probably a dozen other people offhand that are that would uh, agree with us that he's not the best. Let's see. Uh, Cody, Nate, Andy, Kenny, my dad. I could keep going. Kelly, Grayson, even Grayson knows. I'm going to ask Andy right now. I'm going to text him. I know we should start a group chat. Who's the best shooter? I should send it to the grown-ups, too, while we're at it. Who's the best shooter? Because <laughs> he's saying all-time shooter, right? Yeah. He said all-time. So I'm going to ask the, the grown-ups. The, Choke City. So I mean, I'm going to – Andy is – I mean, besides, like, us, I mean, even Andy, he probably knows more. But Andy's probably one of the most knowledgeable basketball fans I know. I know he'll give me a legit answer. Yeah, and uh, he will. And these guys, these guys will as well. They're more new into the new school, but I'm interested to see what they say. So, uh, before cutting me off, and we already did. Sorry, Jeremy. <laughs> now I read that. I promise not to kick a dead horse here, but CBS Sports came out with their top 15 shooters of all time list last week. Great timing. So I'd like you guys to take a look at it and give your thoughts. We won't. We know you won't agree with number one. <laughs> But do me one last favor and just read the short six-word first sentence under Steph Curry's name, and I will drop this topic forever. 
here's the link. See you guys for wrestling. I am going to open this link and we will see what it says. We're going to go through, I'm going to go through the top 15. So the first, what did he say? Six word sentence. Oh God. Number one, Steph Curry. This is not even debatable or this is not even a debate. He's the sixth most, most accurate three-point shooter in league history at over 43% for his career, which is just a ridiculous number when you consider the volume and difficulty of his shots. And Curry isn't just a three-point shooter. He'll kill you from mid-range with floaters and runners off the dribble and off the catch, and he's one of the best off-the-ball movers to ever play. He has every shot in the bag. Quite simply, Curry has completely reshaped the way the game is played and redefined the standard of truly great shooting, his ability to shoot off the dribble, easy – with easy range to 30 feet plus has warped floor spacing and detonated defensive strategies beyond anything anyone would have recognized before he came around. Number two in history. I'm assuming this is in history, right? Yeah. I just pulled it up. Clay Thompson. First off, Clay's better than Steph Curry, but he's not there. Who wrote this article. Uh, here, hold on. Let me see. <laughs> Hell, I don't even think Del Curry would say Steph is the best shooter in the family. <laughs> so it's CBS Sports staff. Yes, yeah, Sports so staff. Yeah. Three is Ray Allen. Four is Larry Bird. Five, Reggie Miller. Six, Kyle Korver. Seven, Steve Nash. Eight, Kevin Durant. Nine, what? Dirk Nowitzki. Ten, Steve Kerr. Oh. Eleven, JJ Redick. Twelve, Paya Stojakovic. 13, Mark Price, 14, Chris Mullen, 15, Drazen Petrovic. Okay, you know what? No, we got to drop it. Any list that has Steve Nash in the top 10 of anything has – I can't. No, I I will not even dignify it. Yeah, I will not dignify that with any type of response or insult. He he made forty two point eight percent of his threes as well. Cause he shot like five a season. <laughs> <laughs> you go, you know, you go three for or well, hell, you shoot what? You know, let's say you shoot a hundred a season, you hit forty of them. Yeah, I'll be a forty percent shooter too. Yeah, he never averaged five per thirty six minutes. Yeah, so there you go. They're going by percentages. Yeah. There's no way. Steve Nash ahead of Peja or, or Drazen Petrovic. Oh, come, man. All right. That's it. No. No. Can't do it. I can't do it. I can't. Bear, that's all you, man. You you, you go ahead. <laughs> I think I I think I said last week I was done arguing about it. How <laughs> drunk were they? Analysis when they made this list. Oh my gosh. I'm pretty positive I said I was done arguing about last week. And after I heard that, right. I'm going to get back into it. I'm just going to get all fired up, get my blood pressure up. Not going to happen today. I mean, Not this was happen. obviously written by a Warriors fan. Well, he said if we read this, we could drop it forever. He's dropping it forever, so you can get your last rant in if you want to. <laughs> I, I've ran it enough. I mean <laughs> – I'm, I already told you, and especially if you pull up a goddamn CBS Sports article that has Steph and Clay one and two, right? No way. That's Steve even Nash in a top ten, Steve Kerr in a top fifteen. Where was yeah, the- no. Where was who? Where was Ray Allen on, on that list? Third, number three, and then he where was, was Reggie? Third. Reggie was fifth. Bird was fourth. Oh, God. 
And the thing, Larry Bird had a bad back half his career. Yeah, no shit. And he was, I mean, he was just fun to watch. If you've seen Larry Bird play, and Cody Bryant will even attest to this, he's just fun to watch, man. He knew where everything was on the court at all times. He knew what he was doing. Larry Bird scored 30 points left-handed. There's not much to even say after that. He shot left-handed and dropped 30. Man, he was he was something else, man. He In an good. NBA game, people. An NBA game. A man with a bad back dropped 35 30 in an NBA game with his off hand. And you mean to tell me that Steph Curry is a better shooter than that? Nope. Would no, you consider I, would you consider Larry Bird in the top 5 all-time M- NBA shooter? Larry Bird is top three. Larry the Bird. I like it. Oh, man, that was uh, – well, thank you, Jeremy. We'll see you for wrestling. Um, <laughs> you'll love what we had to say. We, uh, man, we, me and Jeremy going to have get, to get together. We're going to have to watch, like, some YouTube clips or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they do do that tournament, man, in November and we're able to go support him, we'll see him. We'll, we'll be in the hotel room showing him videos on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> up on the TV. Right. Oh God! So we got a uh, we got a few more things. Uh, thank you to Jeremy. So a big announcement today in the world of boxing: uh, Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua reached a two fight agreement for 2021. Um, so just looking ahead, looking out, you think it's going to be a uh, split, or do you think it's going to be two zero for one guy? Uh, mm, man. Um, I'm not. Well, it's a split right now, right? They, they haven't fought. fought. Yeah, they've never they've fought. Never fought. Who? I thought you said Fury and Wilder. No, no Fury and Joshua. Joshua. Oh, wow. The guy that got knocked Wilder. out by the short fat. Ruiz. Yeah. yeah. And they got it back. Yeah. Fury's going to yeah. beat him twice. Yep. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I th- I'm sorry. I thought I saw Wilder. I saw it earlier too, and I read Wilder, and that's why I thought it happened again. But, yeah. um, all right, that's good. Uh, Crawl space, Jake. What'd you say? Uh, I just said that he still has one more fight with Wilder before these. Um, but I, I think uh, I think Fury was in both too. I don't I don't think Joshua will be able to. I think he'll make it a good good fight, but I think Fury gets in both times. Right. And then uh, Michael Jordan back in the news. His crew entered the Big Rock tournament, and they reeled in a monster 442-pound marlin. I don't know if you've seen that. I saw that picture. Yeah, yeah, they were on his boat, Catch-23. Yeah, Catch-23, boy. $8 million boat. How many? An $8 million boat. Damn. No, if you've seen the pictures, man, it's a, a big, 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 big. Yeah. I think that was the most people in about 15 years, the, the most people gathered around to see a Marlin. Right. Really, uh, <laughs> any type of Marlin. Uh, in UFC news, Conor McGregor said he's retiring. And then uh, Sylvester Stallone turned around and said he might sell Conor McGregor some of his shares in UFC. Well, apparently, according to Dana White, McGregor turned down a couple different short-term fights recently. So, interesting. And uh, 
Cody Bryant, you sent us a couple a couple good uh, videos with Cody Garbrandt, and you sent us another one too, right? Did you send us Sean yeah. O'Malley? Uh, yeah, yeah, Sean O'Malley too. Whew. So, were you was- watching that on your phone by chance? Because um, yeah, it- I was watching it on my phone. I was about to say it came on a screen to me in the size. <laughs> where- yeah, same, same to me. It was so small. I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah, I couldn't even. I'm, I'm, I mean, I was seeing some of it on Twitter, but I was just like, oh, yeah. this is tough to see right here. But I, I was, I was following along. So as I was listening to the audio and squinting as hard as I could down at that uh, video, yeah, but I ended up catching the highlights. It was a pretty good fight. Yeah, it was. And uh, so uh, Amanda Nunez, she won her fight in the main, and she actually made 500 grand for that fight. So it's nice to see her in the top of the money on the card by oh. quite a bit. Garbrandt got 260, 260K. Uh, but um, the, yeah, even the. Like 11, I think 11 fights in a row, she has a chance to beat, uh, to have the all time winning or uh, win streak in the UFC. Oh, yeah, she'll get it easily. She's only, I think I think so. only two or three fights away right now. Yeah. Yeah, she's she, won 11 in a row. Yeah, who she fought Saturday was like the. She's. Supposedly, the one of the tougher, the, if not the toughest, uh, one of the toughest women in the division. Um, as to you know, being able to withstand uh, punishment during a fight and still be able to come out on top. So, and she completely dominated her. Yep. It was the last, I'd say, probably the last uh, three and a half rounds, she took off. So, so it was, it was not even. I mean, they should have called. Honestly, they should have just called it after like the third round. So her last her last loss was Kat Zingano uh, in 2014. You know who her first win was to start this streak? Is it Rousey? Nope. Uh, Cyborg. Nope. Familiar name to us. Uh, no, Holly, Holly Holm. Nope. Shayna Baszler. That huh. she beat her ass so bad, sent her to wrestling. Yep. And then uh, she's beat – but she's beat Misha Tate. That's when she won the title. Then beat Ronda Rousey in 48 seconds. She beat Cyborg, beat Holly Holm. She's beat everybody. I mean, she's a, she's a good champ. Yeah. I mean, she she knocked out, you know – or she had a rear naked choke on Misha Tate, knocked out Ronda. Uh, Shayna, she TKO with a leg kick. She had a split decision with Val- Valentina. Raquel, she had TKO. Cyborg KO in the first round. Holly Holm TKO with a head kick and punches in the first round. And the last two fights have been unanimous decisions. Yeah. yeah. I said, like, right at this point, uh, Shevchenko and uh, – are they in, they're, they're in the same weight class, aren't they? Shevchenko and uh, and then Joanna um, – Yeah, yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the, they're really they're her only competition. I believe she's beat them both already too. Yeah, Noons is a beast. Yeah, dude, yeah, she's no joke, man. So that was good to see. Uh, and today, USC, welcome back, Reggie Bush. Today, today is the ten year. They got rid of the uh, NCAA mandated disassociation with USC, so he is now back to being associated with USC. Yeah, OJ Mayo too. Oh really? Yep. Yeah. Huh. Well, we didn't know. Slap in the face. We know, right? We know NHL teams. Right. No shit. 
We know NHL teams are back. They still haven't confirmed anything on returning uh, for playoffs. They have the plan in place. I know teams are practicing. So the Penguins were on ice today. Uh, but on this day in sports history, we got to do our sports history. So I will give you some, you guys, some uh, the, the normal, give you some events. You guys tell me what year. So Hank Aaron's Grand Slammer, his 14th, ties him for NL lead with Gil Hodges and moves him ahead of Willie Mays, his number two home run hitter with 649. 73. Say 71. 75. 72. Damn. I think 75 is when he broke the record. Yeah. Mike Schmidt hits a ball off public address speaker on Astrodome roof. 75. 80. 80. Yeah, I'll go 80. 74. Babe Ruth becomes the all-time home run champ with 120. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 1918? 24. Cross space, Jake. I said 22, my bad. 21. Senior Tournament Players Championship Men's Golf Dearborn Country Club. Jack Nicholas wins his second of eight Champions Tour majors by six strokes from Lee Trevino. Senior Tournament Players Championship. Oh, two. Uh, 99. 98. 90. Damn, Jack, you old as shit. Oh <laughs> uh, gosh, that's good for those. Let's see if we had any birthdays on this day that are of any interest. Dan Fouts. Bear, he is the age of 69. Yes, he is. For old Dan. Dwayne Sutter, NHL lore. Happy birthday. Oh uh, gosh. There's not many. Pokey Reese. Remember Pokey Reese? The Reds, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, the Reds. He's uh, 47. And one Pokey Reese, the dude that dove into the stands before Jeter did the dive in the stands, and his was actually better than Jeter's. But people get known for Jeter. Everybody remembers Jeter's dive in the stands that game. Jeter's better. Jeter wasn't oh, even the best shit. shortstop on his team. Who's a better shortstop? The greatest Yankee shortstop to ever play play third base. A-Rod? Yeah. A-Rod was better than Look at his stats in Seattle and Texas. He was better than Jeter. Well, it's also – A-Rod was a 40-40 dude before he got – even before, uh, now, before the juice, he was still good (laughs) for 40-40. And 150 RBIs. Jeter didn't need the juice. He just handed out gift bags, my friend. I, I never said that Jeter, <laughs> No one ever said that Jeter wasn't the uh, – or A-Rod wasn't the better hitter. We're talking – you said shortstop. Yeah. And you played the A-Rod field. We're not talking about batting. And in the field. We're not talking about practice. We're talking about the game. We're talking A-Rod, about shortstop. Jeter was a better hitter. A-Rod was a better home run hitter. Jeter was a freaking singles-doubles hitter. Jeter was a better hitter. Jeter was a slap hitter. 
Hey, man, he got that shit. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Still a legend. He got to 3,000 hits, and his 3,000th hit was a home run. That Look I how long it took him to get 3,000 hits. He played until he was damn near 50. No, bullshit. He's not even 50 yet. Damn near close. And he, he retired like in 2014. Get the hell out of him. He's at like 3,400 hits. Yeah, he it took 50 him. chicks a week. <laughs> well, maybe he should have been juicing like A-Ride. He probably would have got there sooner. Hell no. He didn't want to lose that hog meat. <laughs> right. So he got he got to 3,000 hits in 2011. He's at 3,465. So forget you, Cody Bryant. Ooh, A-Rod. No, Jeter. He got there nine years ago. He was 36 when he got to 3,000 hits. Man. About the same time Eddie Murray took to get to 3,000 hits. I think Eddie Murray was in his 38. 36. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, So, uh, this is a good one. So, thanks to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter. It's songs by Wes. Thanks to All Work Clothing. Thank you to Crandall's Quality Landscaping. Brittany at Verizon, Cassandra at PNC, Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com. Sorry to Sparty Steve, we couldn't get you today. Maybe next time. As always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Brandon, I want my uh, cross-based Jake merch. Steph Curry is 284th all-time in field goal percentage. Mic drop, bitch. <laughs> I don't see Jeter getting offered a quarter billion dollars.